Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Speaking of that cancer journey, a new pub, uh, study published this week in the New England Journal and Magazine shows that a majority of women with early stage ER plus node positive breast cancer can avoid chemotherapy in a certain way. And I'm joined to discuss this um, by a Professor at uh, the Matter Hospital in uh, Dublin. Uh, delighted to talk to Professor Cathy Kelly. Good morning to Professor Cathy. How are you? Hi, Alan. How are you? So when you hear the, the stories we've just shared there with the hospice and to give a message of hope on this Tuesday morning is so important as well. Anything that can show developments in, in this area is worth sharing with us. Where where are you coming from on this particular topic, Cathy? Um, so we know that in Ireland um, there are 46,000 breast cancer survivors. So we know this from the National Cancer Registry of Ireland, all of their data that they record. So of those 46,000 women, most of those will have had hormone-driven breast cancers. So that's the most common type of breast cancer we see when when women uh, come into us with a diagnosis of breast cancer. And for the last 10 years, um, we've used a test to decide to help us determine if they need chemotherapy or just a hormone tablet. Um, um, and this this test basically shows that about 85% of the women who have cancer that's just in their breast and not in their lymph nodes don't need chemotherapy, and they, instead they have this hormone treatment. Up until up until this week, um, we haven't been using the test in women who have a cancer in their breast and also in their lymph nodes, and we didn't know whether that test would work and whether we could rely on the results if we used it in women with what we call node-positive uh, breast cancer. And, and basically, to, to see if that worked, we had to use the test. We had to do a trial with the test where, where women, half of the women, half of 5,000 women who went on to the study uh, had chemotherapy followed by the, the hormone tablet, and the other half just had the hormone tablet when we followed those women up for five years and we can see that they, they're doing exactly the same. They both, both groups do as well as each other. So after five years, 92% of women have, uh, have had no recurrence of cancer within their breasts or another part of their body or haven't developed a new breast cancer. And that was the same whether you got chemotherapy or didn't get chemotherapy. Um, and so, so that's really important. So that, that, that test it's called Oncotype DX, we're able to use that now in node-positive women um, to to decide if they need chemotherapy or not. And the vast majority of them, thankfully, uh, don't appear to derive any benefit from it. So that's specific to particularly older or, well, post-menopausal women. There's a slight difference now in the younger women. They seem to benefit from chemotherapy. So, so for those women, it's a little bit more complicated. And most of those younger women who made up about a third of the women on the, on the study um, will still talk to them about chemotherapy. And some of them, regardless of the test, will have chemotherapy. Yeah, how can you ask for this then? Do you have to be private or is it the public patients? How can you um, apply no, for this? All pa- yeah, no, all patients. So, so really the patients themselves don't have to ask for it. And often when they come, when they're referred to someone like me, a medical oncologist, that test will have been have been sent and ordered. It, it's, it's done abroad, actually, so it takes about two weeks to come back, um, which is often a huge source of, of stress for women because obviously they want to know, like, 
yesterday whether they need chemotherapy or not we're, we we have to to tell them you know sorry you have to wait a, a couple of weeks to get the results but um but um so, so no it's done automatically so every every woman who's been diagnosed with breast cancer um their their cases are discussed at multidisciplinary meetings where there's a pathologist and a breast surgeon and a radiation oncologist and radiation and people like me and we decide okay this woman fits all the criteria for for this test let's send it and so um it's sent and then depending on the result that and some other details of the cancer we decide okay this this woman you know will do fine with just a hormone tablet or this woman will need some chemotherapy and then a hormone tablet you are very proud of the, the role Ireland has played in the contribution to this important and meaningful trial. Why are you so proud about this? Because uh, no, uh, the Irish um, oncologists, they all work very closely together and we have a very strong um, cancer trials network through Cancer Trials Ireland. And it's really important that we, there's a lot, a lot of work that, that goes into establishing a network and putting uh, women on trials. Um, there's a whole research team and a data management team uh, that goes behind that. So it's, it's, it's additional, it's additional work on top of just standard of care work. And it, it, it's so important to have, have these trials open. Some trials, that's, this trial that I'm talking about now was, was looking at a test and the value of that test in this particular group of patients. Other trials are looking at new drugs. And it's really, really crucial because it, it gets early access to patients for drugs that often can take years and years before they're reimbursed and are available to patients. Right. So in this study, Ireland, um, France and Spain towards the end of the study came on board, but Ireland was the first European country to, to participate in this trial along with the US and Canada and a number of other countries. There were nine countries in total. Um, but over 600 hospitals throughout the world took part in it, yeah. and then 5,000 women uh, went on it. And yeah. about 10 years or so before, we had done a similar study in women with with cancer that was just in their breast, not in their lymph nodes. And there were about 10,000 women on that trial, and Ireland put about 10% or so patients on that study. So yeah. Ireland really is punching above its weight in terms of participating in trials and we need to you know encourage that and, and promote that and, 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 and protect it. Yeah. I mean there are people tuning in who didn't hear the opening exchanges mm. or opening comments and want to know how mm. it actually works so I know I'm asking you to repeat yourself again and also yeah. is, it for, is it for post-menopausal women or pre-menopausal women that it is applied mostly? So there are two questions that have come into me so just how it works again please if you don't for all, so, so, so yeah so, so it's for all, all women of any age and most women who present with breast cancer are older so so they made up about two-thirds of the women on study which would be about right in clinical practice about a third of the patients are premenopausal and two-thirds would be postmenopausal. so we do the test on women of any age if they have a hormone driven breast cancer so a hormone driven breast cancer they're also called estrogen receptor positive breast cancer cancers um, and if it's just in their breast or if it's in their breast now and up to three of their lymph nodes, we do it. And for the postmenopausal women, um, the test basically looks at genes in the cancer. So the woman doesn't have to do anything. The cancer has been removed from her breast and a little sample of that is tested 
and we basically look at the genes and we look at genes that are associated with benefit from chemo, not benefit from chemo, prognosis, etc. And it gives us a score. And if that score is under 25, we know that postmenopausal women, whether their cancer is just in their breast or up to three of their lymph nodes, that we know that they don't benefit from chemotherapy. Mm. So as of now, we don't give it to them. We oh. don't give them chemo. They get a hormone treatment. For the premenopausal women, they all the study showed, interestingly, that they all benefited from chemotherapy. So that it doesn't mean that we're going to give it to all of them. And the test, that score also tells us what's their risk of recurrence. So even if you're going to benefit from chemotherapy, if your risk of your cancer coming back is so, so tiny, well, then the, the, the benefit is all you're going to get from the chemo is going to be tiny too. So we might not give it to all of the premenopausal women, but they certainly benefit. And that's a big uh, kind of comp- more slightly more complicated, nuanced discussion that we have with the individual woman. Yeah. Um, we can speak more broadly about the postmenopausal women than in general now that they, they don't, very few of them, but 85% of them now will avoid chemotherapy. Have there been developments within chemotherapy, Professor, uh, in relation to how sometimes it can be so debilitating? Has that improved or is it still as heavy on people as ever? Um, oh God, it's, it's to- totally changed. Treatments for cancer have totally changed and often people with this particular common type of cancer, I'm talking about the hormone-driven cancers, even if they, um, <clears throat> they present at a very late stage, often for many years we have them on different tablet drugs, they're not on chemotherapy and it may be just at, at some point we give them chemotherapy for a period of time but m- most people um, with this hormone-driven cancer, there have been huge developments and um, their quality of life is hugely important and has improved. And just to go back to the National Cancer Registry of Ireland, um, we see huge improvements um, for for most cancer types, but particularly in breast cancer, where the overall survival um, at five years for all can for all breast cancers, all the different types and stages of, of cancer is it's approaching ninety yeah. percent. Um so, so early diagnosis is key, isn't it, Professor? Early diagnosis uh, Of course, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But um but for those women who, who present later, so some cancers just behave that way and, and they're they're not easy to detect in on screening anyway. They're just biology is slightly different. Um, for for those women, the, the treatments have improved just dramatically, and this week actually is a really important week because the kind of the the, be, the biggest uh, cancer conference in the world is called San Antonio Breast Cancer Conference. Mm. It's actually on in person and virtually <laughs> this week, mm. and all of the all of the really up to date developments and new drugs and, uh, and and all the advancements in breast cancer are being um, discussed and presented. Yeah. Uh, by all breast cancer researchers across the world, so always lots of really exciting um, data comes out of that conference. Right, I, I really thank you because I know from the information I got, you are on a very, very busy schedule at the moment. How are you managing to cope? Because with all else that's going on around us at the moment, are you managing to assist people who are in difficulty? Because I know there are concerns that areas like what you are dealing with have mm. been parked somewhat because of what we've been through. Yeah, yeah. Um, certainly with COVID and all of the challenges that that has brought to, to everybody in society, um, you notice that, that the job is that much busier and people, people for a lot of reasons, their health, but financial issues and 
relationship, family issues, it's just that bit more intense. Um, so certainly, um, I know our patients are feeling it, but also uh, staff in the hospitals are certainly feeling it. It's been a really difficult two years. But as you say, and you kind of emphasize, um, it's really, really important to, 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 if you're worried about any aspect of your health, um, that you talk to a GP or, you know, if you don't want to come in person, you can call or you call the Irish Cancer Society or someone, um, you know, you can trust. Um, often just talking about it, speaking out and, and getting a bit of help. Um, it's, most things turn out to be to be nothing. And um, and if it is something, you, the sooner you get it, it sorted out, in most cases you can, yeah. um, the, the better. Okay. So um, and, and the vast majority of people, when they come through my service now, in oncology they'll all say to you how um how surprised they are that you know everybody's been very helpful to them and how much kind of not i don't like to say the word easier but it's a little bit more straightforward and kinder than you might think so um so yeah Thank you so much for taking time to talk Not to us. Alone. Thank you. It's a Thank wonderful you. development. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Stay well. Thank you for taking Fine, our call. You Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.